Okay, we'd like to welcome you back to our current event and weekly Bible study for February 13th, 2011. And the next article is entitled, Listener Comment Regarding the Massive Amount of Movies Coming Out Related to Aliens UFOs. Now, this is just more verification of the other things that we've just talked about. <clears throat> this is um, from Vizion, and it goes on to say, There seems to be a lot of movies coming out related to aliens, UFOs, more so than ever seen before. Is this a coincidence? Now, uh, here's a list I just got from a movie website that archives all these. Now, this is just in the years of, I believe, 2011 and 2012. These are all the movies coming out relating to UFOs and aliens. Unbelievable. And again, I do not believe... Hollywood is spending all this money and there's no ultimate agenda behind all of this. There has got to be. They've been doing this for years, but now it's really increasing more and more and more again. Why are they so trying to condition us to this? We just talked about V. We just talked about the Jerusalem UFO. We've just talked about Julian Assange and the UFO WikiLeaks thing. You know, it's over. I mean, I could, if I just wanted to concentrate on that one thing with this ministry... I could just, every single week, I could just go over all the new stuff that came out this week relating to the UFO alien deception. I could just concentrate on that and have enough study, enough material every single week, most likely, to do a study on it. So there's got to be some type of end game to this. And I really believe it is going to be the ushering in of Antichrist and the false prophet and the coming one world religion. And they will be the gods of the coming one world religion. And they're pre-positioning themselves in that position by brainwashing us almost incessantly now regarding this type of material. Here's a list of, of, the, of the movies for 2011-2012. <clears throat> First one. I saw the trailer to this. It's called I Am Number Four. I Am Number Four follows the story of John Smith, a 15-year-old alien from the planet Lauren and his guardian Henry as they run from the Mogadorians, another race of aliens that are hunting down John and eight other teenage Lorans living on Earth. The teenagers are protected by a charm, oh good, witchcraft, which only allows them to be killed in a set order. John is number four. <clears throat> Both the Lorans and the Mogadorians have a human appearance. Again, another very, very common theme where these supposed aliens supposedly live among us which is another big thing that you see over and over and again when you explore this particular subject. <clears throat> Second movie, Paul. It's called Paul. It's uh, two British comic book geeks traveling across the USA encounter an alien outside of Area 51. Number three, Cowboys and Aliens. It's not yet released. A spaceship arrives in Arizona in 1873 to take over the Earth, uh, starting the Wild West region. A posse of cowboys are all are all that stand in their way. This one has Harrison Ford in it, actually. Next movie is Men in Black Part 3, which has Will Smith, Joss Brolin, Tommy Lee Jones. Okay, so this is the continuation of Men in Black. <clears throat> Next one is The Thing. Now, this must be like the third time this movie's been done, at least. At, a, at an Antarctica research site, the discovery of an alien craft leads to a confrontation between... Uh, graduate student Kate Lloyd and scientist doctor. So <clears throat> that's another one where they uncover an alien spacecraft and there's this horrific thing living in it and it comes out and kills a whole bunch of people. Next one, 
Prometheus, which is the Alien prequel. Now, that's going to be out in 2012, and if you know anything about Alien, this is the prequel to it, and it's um, called Prometheus. Next movie, called Halo, which has not been released yet. It's going to come out in 2012. After they crash land on an artificial ring world called Halo, a Navy captain, his surviving Marines, and a chemically and surgically enhanced super soldier, which, again, we get the whole... The whole thing of transhumanism. This is a chemically and surgically enhanced super soldier named John 117, Master Chief, must find out what the covenant, whatever that is, um, the genocidal alien race they are at war with, okay, that's what it is, the genocidal alien race they are at war with, are looking for in this ring that they land on. However, Halo holds more secrets than either side imagined. Next movie. John, creator of Mars. It's not yet released. It'll be out in 2012. Civil War vet John Carter is transplanted to Mars, where he discovers a lush, wildly diverse planet. has William Defoe in it. Next movie. It's called Liberty. Not yet released. A young woman who exhibits supernatural abilities is taken into custody by the military. Next movie. Oblivion. Not yet released. A court-martial sends a veteran soldier to a distant planet where he is to destroy the remains of an alien race. The arrival of an unexpected traveler causes him to question what he knows about the planet, his mission, and himself. Next movie, Extraterrestri. <clears throat> it's not yet released. Everyone knows what to do if one morning the sky would be absolutely full of UFOs. And they say, everyone knows what to do. And what is that? Run as fast as you can. Well, what is that? What is the message that we're absolutely impotent and powerless to do anything against evil? Particularly the Christians. They're the ones they always portray the most hypocritical and pathetic. And that is garbage. I do not believe that. I can do all things through Christ which strengthen me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And I believe when these days come, when we actually have these types of scenarios that are being described here, you know, I I really believe you're going to see a, I don't know, a sifting... Uh, you're going to see who really are real Christians and who are really not. They were just pretending all along. Uh, you're going to see the ones that fall away from the faith instantaneously and the ones whose faith are actually increased and do mighty exploits in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ because they're going to have the faith to believe that they're not powerless and impotent to do anything against evil because that's what this is. It's evil. Okay, We're to occupy till Jesus comes. And I really do believe that, um, <clears throat> you know, as wickedness increase, as, as wickedness increases, thereby all the more the grace of God and the power of God. And he is going to operate through his remnant, and I believe in a mighty way, in the days and times to come. But they're saying that when if you got up one morning and the skies were full of UFOs, run as fast as you can. No, my solution would be to take a King James Bible, go out there and point it at the thing, and rebuke it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, that's what I, that's what I plan on doing. That's what I'm, you know, that's what I would advocate. I do not believe that we need to be walking around in fear about these types of things. They should be fearing us, not the other way around. Okay? Uh, the fear of man bringeth a snare. And if we go around and we're operating in fear, it's not the way to be operating. We want to fear God. We don't want to fear these, these things. <clears throat> and how is it going to look? To an unsaved person, if you're there with your tail between your legs, as scared as they are, huddled in a corner somewhere because you're so afraid of what... <laughs> don't look real good. 
You know, it's, it's not sure, surely nobody's going to get saved if they see that as a witness. That's for sure. So anyway, <clears throat> goes on to say, however, what would happen if this invasion started while you are in the flat of a girl of your dreams, and the flat meaning an apartment, uh, the one you you have just met, oh boy. So they've got a little, you know, sentimental love story mixed in there, a sky full of UFOs and a little sentimental love story. <clears throat> it's very special. Anyway, hallmark moment. <clears throat> Going further, the next one is entitled The Patriot Act of 2012. Uh, again, not yet released. It Kane is a retired member of the Legion, <clears throat> a hit squad responsible for the extinction of an alien race. Set in the future communist America, that's probably true there, Kane must now hunt a re- renegade Dropa alien intent on killing the former members of his team. Next uh, movie is called Dust, not yet released. An alien virus is unleashed on Earth, mutilating millions into carnivorous beasts. Scientist Rick, Nick Richards, a hard-nosed team of survivors, wage a losing battle against the, the alien force, desperately trying to restore human life. <clears throat> Again, it's always waging a losing battle, essentially, is what it always boils down to. The humans are always... You know, we're created in God's image, okay? If you're, if you're a born-again, Bible-believing Christian, you know, again, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. So those are the verses, I, you know, you try to, you want to commit to memory and not to be going around in fear about, you know, what's going to come upon this world. Uh, the Bible, Jesus Christ does say, pray that you become worthy to escape all the things that are coming on this world and to stand before the Son of Man. So that is something that we need to also be praying about as well. Um, Roswell is the next movie, Roswell 2012, not yet released. Lexi, a sweet teen space alien girl with an attitude, annotates for rock and roll, who crash lands here. So that's what that one's about. And then the next movie's Nonstop, not yet released again, is a sci-fi thriller that follows what happens to the passengers of a commercial flight after it is abducted by an alien craft. Uh, next movie, Chariot, Chariots of the Gods. It's going to be on 2012. Um, not yet released. It's different civilizations on Earth are visited by extraterrestrials from outer space. And then the next movie called Alien Zoo, not yet released, is a theme park that is created that features real aliens from outer space. Next movie, The Nye Incidents. Not yet. Re- None of these are yet released, the ones that I'm going over, other than the last two. Um, <clears throat> this is about a medical examiner who is hunting... The Killer of Alien Abductees. Next movie, Fear Agent. Centers on a colorful, alcoholic alien exterminator named Heath Huston, a Texan who works as a so-called fear agent, the last of a dwindling breed of spacemen whose mission it is to fight threats to the planet Earth. Next movie is Bob and the Alien. A small-town man re-encounters the alien who abducts his sister, and then the untitled Jerome Elston Scott Project. Demanding the return and execution of those exiled from their world, an alien invasion causes mass destruction and holds the Earth hostage. Next movie, and I reported on this a few weeks ago, it's called Mars Needs Moms. A young boy named Milo gains a deeper appreciation for his mom after Martians come to Earth to abduct her to raise aliens that appear to be hybrids on Mars. Now, I couldn't really find out if the aliens are actually having sex with the, mar- the with the moms they're abducting. I'm assuming that is the case. 
because, you know, if they need moms, why can't they use their own moms, supposedly? Why do they got to use ours? Well, they're probably using them for breeding purposes, and then they're, they're using them to then raise their hybrid alien uh, seed of Satan children. So, uh, Mars Needs Moms. That one is coming out in March of this year. And then the last one is The Darkest Hour, <clears throat> which is going to be out in August of this year. In Russia, a group of kids struggle to survive after an alien invasion. That's a whole lot of movies for a two-year period, and they're all centered around the whole UFO alien deception. Every single one of them. I mean, you talk about stepping up the mass propaganda and brainwashing of the world. They're sure putting a lot of effort into this. And I just do not believe that um, they don't have an agenda behind all of this effort. Let's go further. This is a comment from a listener. He says, Hello, Brother Scott. Recently, a man named Craig Mundy came and spoke at the Cleveland Clinic, which is like the hospital to have the Cleveland, Cleveland Clinics. He came and spoke as part of a speaker series. He is a Cleveland native and the chief researcher and strategy officer at Microsoft. Here is the link to check out the details. And they, he gives me the link there. Anyways, Cleveland Clinic is a huge New World Order sympathizer institution. They actually have a UN flag in front of the building. So they thought it fitting to invite a New World, One World, One Worlder to give his speech. You've talked about technology advancement, etc. I saw this video in a link from the Cleveland Clinic's president to the employees, and I found it on YouTube. You really need to see this. He mentions data mining, the future of what he calls telepresence, avatars, uh, immediately binding together human physiology with technology, which would be like transhumanism, TV screens that watch you as you watch them, which would be like George Orwell's 1984, and then getting technology to think for you based on the history of what you've been doing. Basically, one red flag after the next. And I mean, you know, you look at Bill Gates, one of the most evil people on the planet, and this is one of his right-hand men at Microsoft, so really shouldn't you know, surprise us. Um, one of the most telling points is toward the very end of the Q&A time, the question about language is posed, and in response, he said, the world is globally connected now, and the people want to do business all over the world all the time, and the language is always a problem. He goes on to discuss how close they are at Microsoft to coming out with the real-time language translation software. You speak German into the phone, and I hear English on the other end of the line. Wow. <clears throat> well, let's look at those Bible verses here. And then he goes on to end it by saying, which means, dear Nimrod, it's been 4,000 years, but we're back. Now, what happened in, in Nimrod's day? What, what was the, this is in reference to the Tower of Babel, okay? When you have, when you speak German into a phone and you hear English on the other end of the line, what are they seeking to do? They're, they're seeking to do, undo what God did and set in place at the Tower of Babel. When all, when was the last time all nations, all races, races had come together and all try to get on the same page, and all use their own respective occult knowledge in order to, I really believe, as become as gods. Because that's always the biggest temptation. That was the first temptation in the Garden of Eden. And um, they're trying to get back to that point. So, let's just look at what the Bible says about that. Genesis 11, verse 1, And the whole earth was of one language, and of one speech, 
Now, this is about the only time, this is the last time you hear that being the case in the Bible. After Genesis 11, that was never the case after that. <clears throat> and it came to pass, as they journeyed from the east, that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. And they said one to another, Go to, let us make brick, and burn them thoroughly. Now, why would the world be of just one language? Well, think about it. This is after Noah. Okay, This is a little bit after Noah had gotten off the ark with his three sons and, and their three with his wife and his three sons and their three wives, okay? Ham, Shem, and Japheth, and Noah, and their wives, okay? Well, they would have all been the same language, right? I mean, those were his sons. So it's it's easy to see how, at that time, the world would have been of one language, okay? Because that the world basically was repopulated again through those eight people that got off the ark, as well as the animals that got off the ark. So, just wanted to throw that in there. <clears throat> so, Verse 3, and they said one to another, go to, let us make brick, and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone, and slime they had for mortar. In other words, they want to build something here. And they said, go, let us build a city and a tower, whose top may reach unto heaven. And let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. Now, they weren't doing this because they were seeking God. They were, tr they were doing this so they would make a name. For themselves, essentially, they were they were seeking, uh, they were doing this through pride, essentially, and I really believe they were doing it through the occult as well, or witchcraft. <clears throat> Going further, it says, and the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded, and the Lord said, behold, the people is one, and they have all one language. And this they begin to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. I think the Lord knew the potential for them if they were all of one language, all on the same page, and they took all of their occult knowledge and power and combined it. I think he knew the potential there. Uh, and it was wicked. I mean, it was, gonna, it was probably going to turn into another, um, as in there was in the days of Noah type of, type of scenario. Where it's just the thoughts of man's mind were only evil continually. I think we were they were they were trying to move back to that essentially. So let's go further. <clears throat> um, let's see here. So then the Lord said, "Go, go to. Let us go down and confound their language." Let me read the, the previous verse. And the Lord said, "Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language and." And this they begin to do, and now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. Go to, let us go down, and therefore confound their language, that they may not understand one another's speech. This is when we all started to have different languages upon the planet, right then. I mean, after flood, after the flood, this is when it happened, okay? And it was the Lord's doing. So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth. And they all left off, left off to build the city. Therefore is the name of it called Babel, because the Lord did there confound their language of all the earth, and from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad in the face of the earth. So they never got to build, they never got to build their city, totally, and they never got to build the Tower of Babel. It was partially, most likely made, but it was never. And, and he confounded their languages, and essentially these people were, were scattered to different parts of the planet. Okay, and um. There's a lot of different theories on that, but, but most of the theories that I've read said that the, the children of Ham 
went more into the African and some of the Middle East regions, and the children of Japheth went more into the European types of regions, and the children of Shem and the Shemites went more into the Oriental, uh, the Far East type of regions, and, and probably up into Russia. Now, I understand you could maybe argue this or that point. I'm just saying um, that's from from most of the things I've I've seen. That's where they uh, where they said they've settled. Now, I also give you the link, or he does, Eric does, the one that wrote the letter to the little video of that guy speaking. And then he ends up by saying Ben Bernanke is slated to speak at Cleveland Clinic in the fall. So they just got one evil guy after another. Uh, Next article, all banks notified by the Department of Homeland Security of unannounced warrantless looting of anyone's personal bank accounts or safe deposit box. Uh, According to an in-house memo is now circulating, the Department of Homeland Security has issued orders to banks across America to announce to them that they are, quote, under the Patriot Act, that under the Patriot Act, the DHS has the absolute right to seize without any warrant whatsoever any and all customer bank accounts to make periodic unannounced visits to any bank and to open and inspect the contents of selected safe deposit boxes. Further, the DHS shall, at the discretion of the agent supervising the search, remove, photograph, and or seize as evidence any of the following items. Bars of gold, gold coins, firearms of any kind, unless manufactured to 187, prior to 1878. Documents such as passports or, or foreign bank account records, pornography, or any material that in the opinion of the agent shall be deemed as of contraband nature. End of quote. And again, in this article, if you want to explore this, I mean, they give a ton of links. You can go and research this more if you if you don't believe this. Um, DHS memos also state that banks are informed that any bank employee on any level that releases improper classified DHS security information to any member of the public to include the customers whose boxes have been clandestinely opened and inspected and any other party to include members of the media and further that the posting of any such information on the internet will be grounds for the immediate termination of the said employee or employees and a prosecution under the Patriot Act. So in other words, any people working at the bank better keep their mouth shut or they'll be not only subject to immediate termination but prosecution under the Patriot Act. So this is a lot of times how they keep these things under wraps. Uh, Going further, if the people have their emergency money in a safe deposit box, or an account in a bank that closes, they will not be allowed into the bank to get it out. They can knock on the door and beg to get it, beg to get in, but the sheriff's department or whoever is handling the closure will simply say no, because they're just following orders. Well, not only that, they've only got a small percentage of the actual money that is actually deposited in the account. They've only got a small amount of that on hand. And if the dollar collapses, if that's the scenario they choose to use, whether if it's total collapse or massive devaluation, one of those two scenarios, and banks start closing, for, forget about getting in there to get whatever you've got out. You, you know, you, re, you better do it now, or you better just keep the minimum amount in there, you know, to pay your bills, kind of deposit as you go, because I would not keep large amounts of uh, anything in the bank at this point. Way too dicey of a situation with that. Uh, Last article here is GPS and cameras and phones creates privacy issues. Now, I've touched on this before, but this video goes a little bit further in depth. It's from an ABC News affiliate, and I thought I should play it because it's really, um, 
goes a little bit further into this than I did before when I when I talked about this. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and play this. Tonight, a new privacy issue that affects anyone who has ever posted a photo online. New technology in cameras and cell phones can tell exactly where those photos were taken. And it can be just as dangerous as posting your home address for anyone to see. I would just use a part of Jeff Begay's is in the newsroom tonight with more on how it works and how to protect yourself. Jeff. And Liz, as you know, technology is something that can be a big help, but it can also potentially be dangerous as well. This is a story that really came as a surprise to a lot of people because there are a lot of folks out there who don't know that their pictures can be a roadmap to their location. Give us a break. Adam Savage is a smart, tech-savvy guy, but when he posted a picture of his car out in front of his house, he didn't know at the time, but he was actually putting his address on the Internet. I think people need to know what they want to let out online and what they don't, and they need to draw a pretty clear line. Geotagging embeds the exact location of where that photo was taken within about 15 feet. That's pretty accurate. This feature is built into many of our GPS-enabled cameras and almost all smartphones. ABC News tech correspondent Becky Worley used her morning coffee as an example. So I took this nondescript photo of my cup of coffee this morning. Can you tell me where I was? Yes, I can. Go right-click and say view image, access data, and then it gives you all kinds of information yeah, that's where I took the picture of the coffee. It's a helpful feature when you're trying to find that picture from your bike trip to Lake Tahoe, but... So let's assume you are a thief, or let's assume you want to stalk somebody. Can you do it? And shockingly enough, we found out, yes, you can do it, and it's actually pretty easy. We sent an intern out to take pictures of a simulated normal day where she eats, goes to her flower shop, her bus stop, the office, and, of course, where she might live. Just from the pictures she posted on Twitter, someone could map her regular routine, and she had no idea. To highlight the issue, a website called I Can Stalk You scans Twitter posts for pictures with geotags. This picture of a cat shows a home address in rural Illinois. A mom took this picture of her daughter's new shoes and revealed the exact location of their house in California. And our researchers found pictures of jewelry on Craigslist that embedded the owner's exact location. In my case, early on, it was laziness that let those pictures go up. Uh, I won't be so lazy again in the future. Yeah, it's certainly a good lesson for those of us who want to keep our locations private. And if you'd like more information on this story, you can go to our website at 7online.com. Listen, the fact is some people want their location to be known and some websites are actually helping their users do that facebook for example just introduced a feature that allows you to connect with other users who might be just down the street it can give pinpoint location it's called facebook places liz hopefully it's a feature that we can turn off i, I certainly hope so <laughs> who would want that yes, I, know. I don't why would well i mean too much information too much information right. but fascinating piece jeff thank you very much just really remarkable what technology easy feeling <laughs> okay so that's pretty eerie stuff there uh just something good information you need, need to know i mean i think the most chilling one was where they show those little girl the 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 shoes of these little girls and it gave the exact address of the house where that was being taken and I mean, you think you have all these sick people out there, pedophiles and whatever, perverts, and they're out there, and if they can get these geotags off a picture, and they can stalk you, and they can potentially, possibly, if you're posting a lot of pictures, learn you know, your routine or places that you would frequent or places you would go, be like a stalker's dream. 
So be real careful uh, when it comes to that. And um, I just wanted to kind of give you a heads up there. I'm going to go ahead and end uh, the second part here, and we'll go to the uh, third and final part here next. God bless you.